Hello everybody, this is Jules and before we begin, I would like to say a few things regarding this wonderful podcast. This is a project that I have been thinking about since 2019 and it's only now that I have managed to get it going. So I do appreciate that you're taking the time to give it a listen. I want to take this opportunity to thank the Creative Caravan that has supported me in the production of this podcast. Also, a very big thanks to each of my guests who allowed themselves to trust me with their stories and helped me in creating a space where people can feel like they can relate to one another, learn from one another, and find a sense of belonging. Enjoy! Welcome to So This Is Love, a podcast about love, the loss of love, heartbreak, and the meeting of self. We share stories on how the relationships we once had teach us about who we are and define who we become. And maybe through these stories, we can answer that age-old question. Is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all? So, this is love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of So This Is Love. I want to start the podcast by first saying thank you to everyone who has subscribed to this podcast and supports this podcast by listening, first of all, sharing, leaving your comments, tagging me and tagging So This Is Love. I really appreciate it because it has helped our podcast grow immensely. If it's your first time on this podcast, welcome. This is a great community to be a part of. It's a safe space over here. And I would just ask you to please subscribe if you haven't already. And remember to rate and review this podcast. Share it with as many people as possible or whoever you think might benefit from the stories that we share here today. About a week and a half ago, I asked on the So This Is Love Instagram, which by the way is our only social media handle we have at So This Is Love Podcast on Instagram. I did ask a few of you if you were to buy merchandise to support this podcast, what kind of merchandise would you buy? So it was kind of like a co-creative brainstorm of sorts. And I got a lot of responses. So I just want to say thank you for interacting with that sticker on Instagram. As soon as I get my duck lines up in a, my ducks lined up in a row, I'll be in a position to start production and then we can start selling merchandise. If you want to support this podcast directly, monetarily, I will leave the till number on the show notes of this episode. Um, or alternatively, you can go to the Instagram at So This Is Love and check the bio. The Mpesa till is there. Any kind of support is much, much, much appreciated. This just helps us to keep going and keep producing and, you know, having guests come over. ETC, ETC, ETC. Today's podcast is super special because my guest today is somebody who I have known for quite some time. Somebody I revere and look up to in so many bloody ways. And probably this is the best time to say this. The reason that I ask for anonymity with my guests is one of many reasons. But the main one is because the other party is not here to give their side of the story. If... Um, you know how I do this podcast is that everyone who comes here to give their stories on love and relationships and lessons learned, ETC, always come with a pseudonym. I do that because 
the other person is not here to give their side of the story. You know, I know the other podcasts that exist out there where you're coming to give your experience about A, B, C, D, and you you are who you are. But for me, this is just how I decide to structure it. So I, I don't hide names because I don't want you to recognize who is here. If you do, well and good. Because a lot of the people who come to share stories here, I don't even have experiences. I don't have an experience or any experience talking in front of a mic. So it can be a bit daunting. So having a pseudonym gives them a bit of like a safety blanket, you know, and they're able to share openly. Um, um, and also because of the nature of the story, stories, which is the third reason, the nature of the stories are quite sensitive and, you know, it's, it's a vulnerable space. So I just like people to feel safe with these pseudonyms. My guest today is Waidira, not her real name, and she's going to be telling us about a very significant relationship in her life with um, a gentleman who we are calling JP, also not his real name. And this is somebody who was in her life for, actually who is still in her life, somebody they've been friends with for over 15 years. And somewhere within the waters of friendship, <laughs> how do I say, kind of like evolved a romantic relationship that lasted about a year and a half. And she says, even though it was just a year and a half, it was one of the most defining relationships in her life because it gave her so much personal growth. Welcome, Waidira, to the podcast. I'm happy to have you here. How are you doing today? <laughs> You're feeling shy. <laughs> You're feeling shy. <laughs> You're so cute. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. Um, like this is something, I, ha- I don't think I've prepared for something as much as I have this. And it's it's something that we've been talking about for a few months now. Yeah, you know? it's where currently, what month is it? It's February 2023. We've been talking since like last year, November or December. Yeah. Yeah, about you coming on the episode, I mean, on the podcast. Yes. And yeah. it's the reason it took a while is one, because I was like, okay, who am I going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, And then once I decided that, it was just to figure out, you know, because it was, you know, something so significant in my life. I've had significant relationships in my life before this one, and I've had significant ones after. But this one, I think, um, really shaped, really shows me what I thought of myself what my perception of self was before, mm-hmm. what my perception of self has been since, what my perception of self was throughout the romantic entanglement. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and even now, um, just as a human being, there's still so much growth and learning that's coming from it, um, especially because we're still in each other's lives mm. as friends, you know, and... This is somebody who we've said to each other that we do want to be in each other's lives for life, mm-hmm. right? It's one of those that even if it didn't work out romantically, I am of the great belief that just because it doesn't work out with somebody romantically doesn't mean they have to now be exed from your life. It just means that, oh, maybe wires were crossed. Um, that's not the only purpose. And if, if it does continue from there, it's it just means that okay whatever brought you together what else is there to explore if there's nothing that's fine if there is a friendship a professional relationship it doesn't matter but i i don't usually like say okay you do know work out to melia machozi we've cried yeah. it doesn't work yeah so i I mean, I'm, I'm friends with quite a few of my exes. Yeah, and there's actually no rules around that. I used to I used to be of the mind that 
well I, I wasn't of one mind but I I I used to also be friends with like many of my exes mm. but I stopped that mm. specifically because I realized I was not being friends with them for the right reasons mm-hmm. the reasons I was still maintaining friendships with exes is because I wanted to still be seen by my ex as oh man she was so cool you see she's still so cool mm. I, I was still looking for that like affirmation and in in real sense I probably didn't care to be friends with them but that's not something I even had the cognition mm. to recognize and let alone even accept mm. and when I started to realize okay some of these people actually they they really did not add any value on other than character development <laughs> but like they don't add any value in my life in terms of you know upliftment or whatever mm. whatever they're just there and it's like oh we're going for drinks so oh, we have fun we still hang out hey you're looking good hey Jules you're still such a cool person I'm like no 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 it still hurts me when you say some shit so I'm just not have you in my life anymore I get that I get that there's people who yeah I would still be friends with them for that very reason like I still want to feel like I'm desirable in some way but also like I still want to see you win I'm still rooting for you I'm still happy to see your kids um so I'm not friends with all of them and I'm, and then I'm not friends like somebody I can just exactly. call like you acquaint- you've gone back to a space of acquaintance it's like I'm rooting for you all the best but we don't have to hang out every other weekend you yeah. don't have to you don't have to know what's going on in my life exactly. especially when it's still raw mm. you know what I mean yes. so circling back to you and JP mm-hmm. I want you to take us to the beginning which is how we always start these podcasts how did you meet so We have known each other for about 15 years, give or so, give or take. Uh, we are in the same industry, creative industry, musicians, the creative arts, um, you know, and we're intertwined in so many ways in the sense that in the work that he does and the work that I do, there's places where it's exactly the same in terms of how we express ourselves creatively. And then I also you know there's also like a lot of other creative expressions so we met because i was a fan <laughs> i was a huge fan yeah <laughs> not a groupie a, <laughs> i was a groupie like i was a huge fan of him and his group um his group specifically actually and i remember meeting one of the other members of the group in amatatu and just being like oh my goodness you're so and so and this other member of the group was a photographer he had no idea who i was but i just remember going to sit next to him and i said hi my name is waidara i'm a big fan of your photography and one day you're going to shoot me and then he's just like mm-hmm. okay so cool, this is cool story yeah he's just looking at me like this chick is weird but and then i noticed the thanks but this is weird and i was like cool i'm going to go now and sit where i was and so we i guess maybe he remembered because we ended up he shot me i was in a group at some point he came he did our photo shoot and then with time i guess because we exchanged numbers and i was a big fan of their group then you know he would call me to be a part of some of their projects so the first one was way back with a friend of yours mm. and i think you know it was around that time when we first met as well yeah you and i met yeah i think i know what you're talking about yeah mm. so the circles were like intertwining you know they're starting to overlap so i think even you and i have known each other for quite a bit yeah that was a long 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 i think i was oh my gosh i was probably like 
in my early 20s mm. when I first came to your house and Ooh, with, no, the, with even that when friend. you came, even when you came to my house like this is years later oh after you met JP yeah wow. this, this is years no this is years later after you and I even like met ah, we okay. met at my house that's the first time I met you no you and I mm-hmm. where did we meet uko kanisani no we didn't meet in church We've had this conversation before. What? Okay, we're going to talk was, about when this. When I was hanging out with the church group. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in church and yeah, I used to be very spiritual. Remember I knew your friends and... Uh-huh. No, it was not. That the first time I... Did you... Okay, I can't remember meeting you, but I remember coming to your house. Okay. And I, and I knew you... I knew that you knew a lot of my friends from church because yes. this was a, a very popular group in church. Yes. Um yeah okay so that was a long time ago though that was, was like that was literally the beginning of uni i was probably like 19 or 20 mm-hmm. yeah actually i was around i was around maybe 19 or 20 and i'm 34 now so sheesh that's wow. a long time ago yes because i was exactly two years older than older that. than yes 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 time. yes you're two years older than me oh my yeah. gosh yeah that's so, taking me back i was part of the first project collaboration at around that time and then um I just continued being a fan I continued being a very supportive showing up for gigs you know following on on Facebook because there was no Instagram at the time mm. um talking you know sharing with friends oh these guys are so cool we have to go for this gig or we have to go do this or we have to go see this and I remember being in another creative collaboration with them again and So we got to kind of just know each other. We all have exchanged numbers. Tuna Joanna too. You know, we know each other once in a while say hi. If we meet somewhere we'll say hi to each other and we kind of just like were gravitating towards each other at the time. And then I remember there was um once I needed to do this project and he was the first person I thought to help me bring it to life. and it was a paid project i was coming at him with a budget look i have this money i'm supposed to create this thing and you're the person i thought of and while we were working on it um he made a comment about my i guess skill or like just what i was doing mm. he made a comment in hindsight for him in his scope of work it was just a loose comment about oh okay cool this thing that you do is going to need extra work in this way but how i took it was huh? you mean this thing that i do is so bad that it needs extra work yeah oh because yeah because he's like you know he's like the kingpin in that space right oh okay okay exactly. did you already have pre-existing insecurities around what he said did it trigger something do you think at this point in time I think so I think I was conscious of the fact that there was a level of skill that I wanted and I just wasn't there mm-hmm. and it wasn't I just felt like oh this because it's natural talent you know so I was like oh young to see this level and also knowing that talent comes in many levels yeah it's, but success, it's such a huge spectrum yes yeah but success is not just for the ones with the highest level of talent mm. you know success can be found at whatever level if you put in the work if you commit to it so at, up until this point i was very pragmatic about it i was still confident about who i was i wasn't insecure i wasn't self-conscious but then this comment that he made is what for some reason it stuck 
But in that moment, it didn't hurt just yet. But then with time, I didn't notice that what that comment had done was just dig. Like, you know, the way you can run pantyhose. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even notice it. But then with time, it becomes this run that ruins the, the pantyhose. So that's what it did. And so with time, I was just like, I would think about it and I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, this thing that I've always known is the thing I'm going to do with my life. Maybe it's just not for me in that way. But if I can't be the star in this way, or if I can't pursue this thing in the way that I thought that I would, I'm, I still love the space. I still love creators in the space. I'm still genuinely like a huge fan and supporter and I genuinely love this stuff. So maybe I can be the biggest fan. It's okay. But then the more people would ask me, hey, how come you haven't done this? How come you haven't done this? How come you don't do this? I'm just like, it would start to get to me and his comment would just like resonate in my head and the echoes would get louder and louder. And I think that's where my confidence started to shake because I started to think, wait, he's my friend and he was being honest with me. Kwani, other people aren't being honest with me. When they say, ah, you should do this or that, do they really mean it? I, I really then started to question my sense of self. Mm-hmm. With time, it, it started to wear me down, but I didn't notice it. But in hindsight, I see how it, it shaped my relationships with people. It shaped my professional relationships. But at the time, I think I kind of just banked on the other stuff that I could do, right? And um, we continued to be friends from afar. Like, I, it was not something I held against him. We just continued to be cool up until maybe four years after that comment. We started hanging out even more because another project had brought me back to working with him or working in a space that he was at. And I remember being with a mutual friend of ours who I think, I suspect, had a crush on him. And we were in this space together working on this thing. And afterwards, he was like, oh, you guys come come through. I show you something I've been working on. And I remember just being really impressed by this thing that he was working on and just being like, wow, this is cool. And then we went to dinner, the three of us, after and it was the first time we were sitting down to have a conversation. I didn't even know at the time that this chick had a crush on him. It's something that I kind of came to realize later. So we have dinner, we hung out. And then I think during that week, I was back in that space for this work thing. And then after, he's like, oh, come through and hang out when you're done. Because he, he was living very close to where he worked. So I remember going to his place after, um, a nice cozy little place and you know he wanted I think he was playing video games or something you know and he's just like yeah so let's kick it so we kick it then he tells me oh I'm I have to go to the workspace I'm coming back so I was just exploring I went to his room not because I was trying to be like oh flirty flirt we weren't even flirting at this point we really were just kicking it and I think I'd gone to the bathroom and then I spotted some magazine, some magazines in his room. So that's why I ventured into his room. And when he came back, I was sat on his bed reading 
a magazine that I was just finding interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think for him, he just found that really interesting. Like, oh, this is... <laughs> What you doing on my bed? Yeah, like this nigga's <laughs> just come and hint at my bedroom. Yeah. But then he came and then I was like, oh no, I was just checking out this magazine, went back to the living room and we kicked it and then I left and went home. But then we just kept hanging out. Hey, what's up? How you doing? What you doing? Oh, come kick it. Come kick it. That's how now our deeper friendship started. We just used to have lots of conversations. Um, and at this point, since we met, I had never, ever thought about him in that way at all. All. Like I wasn't attracted to him, not because he's not attractive, but he, I just because I, I, I think I'd also grown up knowing that you can be platonic friends with a guy. So friendship with guys was also not something that was strange to me. I could kick it with a guy and, and it's fine. And then a couple of months later, um, we're both part of this event that was happening very close to where he lives. And I remember asking him because it was a two day event. And I was like, look, I'm working at this event. Um, at the time, I was working at this event, but also doing some other work that was involved in this event. Mm-hmm. So I was going to be doing something for the other job at this event um, in the morning. And because it's two days, I remember telling him, hey, can I just like crash at your place? Because the event will be ending quite late. I don't feel like having to drive home and then drive back the next day. Um, because I also have to do this other thing for my other work. Is it cool? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's easy. So this event happens day one. And I remember going to his place, crashing. This is the part I don't remember quite well. It could have been day one or day two. But he did his thing. And I remember his energy was just so weird. And he left. He went home. He didn't tell me he'd gone home. Nothing. So I remember asking him, Allah, Kwani, are you okay? And he's like, no, 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 you know, my energy just usually after stuff like this, it dips. I usually kind of just want to be by myself. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Sour. And I'll catch you later. Went home later. Um, I think he was asleep by the time I got there. Me, I just showered. Pajamas. Get into sleep. Like it literally was nothing more than that. At this point, me, I'm just like, we're homies. Then, in the morning. In the morning, <laughs> in the morning, yeah. in the so in the morning we wake up, we're chatting in bed. I think yeah, this must have been like now after the end two of days. day two. Yeah. yeah, we're chatting, and then you know we're close. This is where actually I'm going to then speak about like as just human beings, like our physiological responses and hormonal like things. This is now where I think they come in because. Up until this point, there'd been no, I, di- I wasn't cognizant of any attraction, but I think our bodies kind of just responded to being next to each other and we had sex. And I remember just thinking, oh, okay, this is happening. Okay, cool. I didn't see it coming, but wow, okay, he's here. He did. Like, okay, sour. And at that time, it wasn't even like, oh, this spectacular thing happened. And it's like, Wow. What was that? Mm -mm. Mm. Nothing of the sort. It was just, uh, okay, I guess that happened. And it was cool as it happened. And we just thought, oh, wow. I remember going home. And then we kept hanging out, but it just felt like, okay, this is a new friend. Like, I'm not new friend, but this is a new friendship, like a new deeper friendship. 
and there happens to be some physical intimacy going on. So it was really a friends with benefits thing. There was no romantic feelings or anything at this point. It was just, this is a cool friend that I can hang out with, have conversation with, and then have sex with. And mm. It's cool. And so that kept going for, you know, the next month or so. And I think with every hookup, it just kept getting better. Like, what is this? Wow. <laughs> wow. What is this? And it just, like, every encounter was just better. To the point where I remember one day leaving his house and calling a friend of mine and just being like, yep. I have experienced something I've never experienced before in my life. Like, light just filled the world. It felt like transcending like a physical thing and then now we've gotten to the next level of this was a spiritual connection. There was a door I didn't know Damn. that could be opened and here we are, like a light has poured out of me and the world is just oh like, my shimmering. God. I was okay. just like, what is this? But still, at this point, it's just of a good friend with these benefits. Really? That you transcend to on a non-physical plane with? Let me tell you. <laughs> hey. It was, it, and it felt like a really good thing to explore, right? But then after that, you know, it just became like looking forward to seeing this person. He was traveling. And so when he'd be away, I would sort of like, handled some things for him while he's away. When he's coming back, I'm just looking forward to him being back. And I'm just like, hey, hey when you get back, <laughs> oh my God. Um, and I, I'm not sure why it, it, it had never crossed our minds to, to see each other in that way. So it just felt like a very refreshing mm like somebody who you can have a dope friendship with and then you have a really good physical relationship. And it was fun. It was really fun. The more we, like now we've gone beyond the first month and then I think there was one time we were at my house and we were in bed. It was an afternoon. We'd, you know, been having fun. And then he gets a phone call from a friend. And it was a female friend. And I remember he picked up. And he didn't say, oh, I think she asked, oh, what are you up to? And he's like, oh, I'm just hanging out. He didn't say with who. He didn't say, can I talk to you later? I'm kind of busy. He just started to have a conversation with his female friend. And I remember feeling some type of way. I was just like, mm -hmm. And I think that was the first time now I was like, why am I feeling some type of way? What is this? What is this I'm feeling? And I think that's where the shift happened. And it, it sat with me for a bit because we continued kicking it after he got off the phone call. And I was like, oh, who was that? Even though I knew who it was. And I knew they were good friends. So for me, it wasn't that he was on the phone with a woman it was just, wait, why did it feel like a secret? Why didn't you mention who you were with? And why didn't you say, you know, I'm kind of busy? And I remember 
maybe a couple of days went by and it had been sort of just weighing heavy on me and I think I just was like I think I'm feeling some type of way because there are feelings here and then I asked the what are we what are we and I don't remember his words verbatim but he was just like you know we're just kicking it we're just hanging out and I was like okay okay cool but then I think that's where my feelings then started to to develop I don't know if they were developing from a healthy mindset or from an insecure like weight. Kwani am I not good enough for 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 him to even just mention me to mm. to a friend. Now mm. we've gotten to maybe a couple couple of months in. I remember we went for a mutual friend's wedding. It was out of town, so a bunch of us um decided to get a house together. This wedding was you know quite small but like all the a lot of the people who were invited were in the creative arts right so it's guys who kind of we all know each other we're all cool with each other to Najuana so a bunch of us stayed in a house together the wedding was great um him and I were sharing a room um and it was cool the wedding was great we weren't like together together so even at some point i don't know if we sat together but that also was just like on my mind like wait are we here together mm. or is it just the people in the house who know that we're sharing a room but at the wedding itself are we we're not even at the same table you know like it was just like hey okay what's going on then i remember the morning after the wedding we're all just kicking it we're having breakfast and one of our mutual friends shared something there was a project that had been on and JP is like, "Oh, that's cool. Who's that?" Now, this is a project I had done maybe 3 years before. And I mean, it was something that was out there and people knew about it. So I was I was quite taken aback by his question, like, "What do you mean who's that?" It's 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 me. And he's like, "For real?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah. <laughs> Are you joking?" And he's like, "Oh, I didn't know." And I was just like, is he for real? Like if anything we're friends. Has he just been oblivious or like uninterested in me as a person? This is something that I was a part of 3 years before this. How on earth did he not know? I also remember like his energy shifting and this could now just be my perspective of things. I don't know if his energy shifted, but initially it was something he was so excited by like wow, this is this is quite dope. But as soon it felt like to me as soon as he found out that I was part of the project he then just dismissed it. Mm. Like the the excitement just dipped. And I remember getting up and walking away because that elicited a very strong emotion in me. I don't know if it was disappointment, I don't know if it was hurt, I don't know if it was insecurity, but I remember having to walk away. And so it felt like my confidence was now starting to chip away even more. Like it, this was a huge hit to my confidence that somebody who we've been friends with for more than the 3 years it's been at this point we'd known each other maybe for 6 years it just was strange and i remember leaving that wedding just like having taken another hit in my confidence and we go back uh home and we're still kicking it and at this time i hadn't learned how to express myself so well I would sort of sit with things and I felt very like I had to measure my words a lot because I didn't want to offend people or cause people to be mad at me. Very people pleasing behavior. 
And so I sat with it and it kind of just gnawed at me for a bit. But I didn't bring it up again. At that point, he had he started working with this global brand and they would ask him to curate some things weekly. And he asked me, you know, for assistance, like for help for my ideas, because that was also a space that I was in. And I remember sending him some projects that he could include in that curation. And one of them was mine, because I just remember he thought it was dope. It wasn't even like a tiaka selfish thing, mm. include mine. I was just like, oh, like here's a bunch, including mine, because you thought this was a dope thing. But when I listened, he never included it. Towards the end of that year, I remember a, mutu- a friend of his came into the country. She was also in the same space um, creatively. And I was really excited to meet her because I really liked her stuff. And we were hanging out and I was like, oh, she's so cool. So we're all hanging out together. And at some point she was like, oh, you guys are seeing each other. And he was like, it was very quick to deny it. Like, no, 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 we're just kicking it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Connie, am I, am I a secret? Yeah. You know, like... What we have is more than just, it's more than just friends with benefits at this point because feelings have come. We're going to weddings together, even though it's not like outward. So I remember deciding to have a conversation with him about it. And we had a conversation. We decided to stop things because he said that he wasn't ready to be in that space with anybody. I'd known him to be in a relationship before. I knew his ex. We were cool. And so I knew that, you know, it's not that he's never not been in a relationship, you know, and it was something that he wasn't hiding before. Like people would know, like they would show up to things together. So at this point, I was just like, OK, maybe it's just me he doesn't want to be with. I remember being hurt, but we had a really like pragmatic conversation about it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm at a place where I don't think I want to be in something with somebody who doesn't want to be in that thing with me. Mm-hmm. We don't even have to give it a label but I, I would just like to know that this is something you'd be interested in exploring with me. So if that's not where you're at, see or must. And I remember crying, like I, I, not in front of him. I went to a friend's house and I cried. But that's what I do. Like, cool. I'll go cry with my friends, but I know I'll heal. I'll build myself back up again. I'll be fine, at least with my dignity intact. Cut to... Maybe a week and a half later, he's like, eh, can we talk? <laughs> I have something for you. He traveled. He'd left the country for a work gig. He came back. He's like, yeah, I have something for you. Can we talk? So there was this event that mutual friends used to host every end of year in December. So it was like about December at this point. And I was like, cool, I can come through. Are you going for this thing? He's like, yeah, okay, cool. So I'll come and then we'll ride together. I'm literally just like looking for a ride. Because even as much as we ended and I went and cried, we still, you know, were cordial. So I go to his place and he gives me a book, a biography um, of a musician who my mom liked, like an older musician, but she's like super dope. And then he says, look, I think I made a mistake. Um, Yeah, I kind of miss you. And I was like, oh, okay, even me, I miss you too. Okay, great. And then we hook up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we go for this thing. So I guess we're back together now, right? But we're still not giving it any labels or anything. And it's also not a public thing. Like, we're not posting each other. We're not doing the, which I don't do 
anyway. We were just going to take it slow. And so we were doing this thing again, no labels, no boundary setting, no what are your needs, so what does this mean, what are, like, it's just we're hanging out and we're hooking up. The sex is still great, it's getting better and better. Like every time would just be better. Um, and this goes on for maybe three or so months where, again, you know, my feelings have continued to grow, right? And I feel like the way I'm feeling, it's important for us to have this conversation again. And so we do. And he says to me, you know, I don't really believe in girlfriends. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I kind of like give him options. So I just want to understand what this is so that even me, I know. Is it like, are we working towards something? Or are you just happy to explore this thing that we don't know what it is, but it's cool and we just want to take it slow without having like a destination? And he kind of was like the second option. I just want to take it slow. I want to explore this thing with this cool person. We're enjoying each other's company. That's that's where I'm at. And I was like, okay, cool. So you were you were still okay with that even after it coming up now twice. I think obviously being led by the fact that you could tell for you your feelings were growing. Um, and it just sounds like you do want to push him. But then what about? How did that make you feel the second time around? Because it feels like you're just doing the same thing. And then you ask, oh, and then he, whatever he says, it placates you for a little bit. But then now you're back to, um, actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the first time around when I decided that, you know, I, I don't want to do this thing with somebody who doesn't want it as much. And then we get back together. After the three months of feelings growing and, you know, we're still hanging out, um, we've, we're kind of like working collaboratively on small, small things here and there. Nothing big or meaningful. It's just like we're bouncing ideas off of each other. By the time I bring up this thing again, I think I had more clarity in I just don't want to not know what this is. It doesn't have to be okay, we need to be in a relationship right now. But i just like to know, are we working towards that? Or are we just exploring this thing without necessarily working towards a relationship? Mm-hmm. At least I know. And also, are you still enjoying this? Is this something that you're enjoying? Are you getting feelings? I've got these feelings right. that have grown. Are you feeling feelings Are you feeling well? what I'm feeling? Are you feeling what I'm feeling? <laughs> and I think because... This second time around, I came with multiple choice. Is it A? Is it B? Is it C? At least I was then able to, to guide that conversation. I wasn't happy with his answer, but at least, you know, I've said where I'm at and I've given him the words because at the time I also felt like maybe he's just not so good with his words, mm. right? Which is something he'd said before. I, yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't happy. Of course, I was just, I was, I would have liked to be. In you a relationship. Or, or, or just some sort of, yeah, acknowledgement, I think, yes. is what you were looking for. Exactly. And reassurance that, like, I'm here with you. Yeah. Mm. Because it wasn't even about we have to be boyfriend, girlfriend. It was just also sort of defining what are the parameters within which we're operating. Why, did, why, why, didn't, why didn't you want to be boyfriend, girlfriend? Why were you okay with not being boyfriend, girlfriend, but okay being 
this undefined thing. I was okay because I also recognize what labels can do. Like we could be even closer than boy, uh, what people calling themselves boyfriend and girlfriend Got are. you. So for me, I was like, it doesn't even have to be that now we are going around saying JP is my boyfriend and Waithera is my girlfriend. I forget you guys were actually friends. Exactly. So yeah, there's that as well. Like friends, 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 friends. Yeah. All right. But it, it just, I wanted also to understand, are we, so when we're in public, what, what, what are the, what are the mechanics? You know, are we together? Do people know? Am I a secret? Mm. You know, like I kind of just wanted to understand and let's put the labels away. What is this? Can we just define what it is? Right. So you're saying you're really enjoying this. You're having a great time. You'd like to explore, but you want to take it slow. Sour. I would. I felt like I was further ahead, but it's cool. I also don't want to rush somebody, right? Because I also felt very strongly that I, I, I want to be with somebody who's happy with whatever it is mm. without feeling like they're being forced into doing this. Because, you know, also sometimes once you put labels, it means... Yeah. Uh, how come you didn't tell so and so? I also want to know for myself what are, what am I telling people? Expectations, right? Yeah. And so that year was up after that conversation. It was pretty chill. Like we were good. We went for this. Like were uh, you exclusive? By the way, just out of curiosity. Yeah, we mm-hmm. weren't. We weren't um, sleeping with other people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got yeah. you. That was something. At least we both both knew. agreed on. Yes. Okay. Yes. We were not sleeping with other people. And so as the year progressed, that was a good year. Like it was very chill. It was cool. Um, And because we had a lot of mutual friends, our mutual friends knew that, okay, these two, there's something there. But then one of the things that would sort of kind of grind me is the fact that he would have outside things like going for a concert or going for dinner or hanging out with his friends and he would do all those things by himself. So it started to feel like we only hang out at my place or yours. Mm. So we have this world that is ours and we only exist within that world. Outside of it, we do our own thing. So I would try and just be like, oh, I'm hanging out with so-and-so. Do you want to come through? And I think sometimes he'd just be like, oh, I'm, I'm working or oh, I'm doing this other thing. So sometimes we'd even end up being at the same thing. And I'm like, ah, you weren't telling, you didn't tell me you were coming for this thing. And then he'll hang out with his friends there and then come say hi and then go back. And I remember one event, he didn't even, like he came to say hi. And you know the way you, if, if you meet with somebody, you're like, oh, these are my friends. This is, yeah, come say hello. Mm-hmm. He didn't even introduce me. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that like grinding me. And then, I started to feel some type of way about his female friend who they would make plans to, you know, they've gone for a flea market thing or they've gone for this thing, breakfast on Sunday morning. And I remember telling him, you know, I don't have any problem with you and this close friend. I I would almost call her his best friend at Mm -hmm. this time. Mm -hmm. But I would like to, you know, get to know her as well. I'd like to hang out, the three of us at some point, like... There's a way you include, you start to include people in your lives. Yeah. I'd just like to be included in some small way in your world as well. Right. Because as much as we have mutual friends and some things overlap, there were aspects of our lives that had never interacted. And, you know, I feel like that's just a part of also getting to know somebody. 
but I don't know that he would hear what I was saying. You know what I mean? And it got to a point where I remember one time being at his place. It's night, like maybe 11, 11.30. And this friend calls him and she's in distress. She's going through something. And he leaves me and goes to her. He's like, I'll be back. I'm like, what's going on? He didn't even tell me what was up. He's just like, uh, I need to go. And I'm like, Allah, no context, no nothing. You know what I mean? And at the time, I only know she was in distress now. But at the time, he didn't even say. He just said, she's called, um, I, I have to go. So I remember lying in his bed thinking, Allah, what is, what is this? What is this? What is this? And feeling really dumb. He came back. And I remember telling him the next day, yo, that didn't feel good. Like, you didn't even tell me what's going on. Like, she just calls and you leave? Like, what? how little do you think of me? Or, like, how little space do I occupy in your life? Like, can we just hang out? Like, can I get to know her? Can I don't want to be her BFF, but, like, this is just, it's not cool. Mm-hmm. And I think so one time we, we went to her house. We hung out, the three of us, and that was it. <laughs> it happened one time, <laughs> never again. So this was just these kinds of things. I, f- I feel like I kind of started to try and prove myself because how I internalized it was I'm not even good enough for you to introduce me to your friends. Are you ashamed of me? Like, do you not want to be seen with me in public? What is this? You know? But then on the flip side, I remember one time we were at an, we were at an event and there was this guy who was just like, Hitting on me, hitting on me, hitting on me. But I told him, hey, I'm here with someone. Even though it didn't look like it, I'm here with somebody. I'm not available. This was somebody I'd met once before and we'd had a really cool conversation. And I remember JP and I left, went home um, to his place. And then at like four in the morning, this dude who'd been at this event calling me. So initially I didn't have his number saved on my phone. So I just see a missed, like a call. And I look at it and I hang up. But then kept calling incessantly, incessantly. So I panicked and I thought that maybe a family member of mine was in trouble. So I pick up and it's this guy. And he's like, where are you? I want to come hang out. Where are you? We can cuddle. And I'm like, dude, uh, I'm not, no, I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm with someone. He's like, where do you live? I'm like, homie. <laughs> I remember I even laughed. I was like, excuse me so I think he was like really high and I was like this that's not gonna happen I'm not like but also I'm not talking loudly because I'm trying not to wake this dude up but at the same time I'm just like this guy is crazy because like dude no like just stop calling me and I go back to sleep the next day um I have to go to work and so JP is like I'll drop you so he takes me to work but his energy is just off He's not talking to me. It's like he's mad. I can tell he's upset about something. Um, But I don't bring it up because I have to go to work. But later in the day, um, I send him a message and I'm like, hey, you know, it was really great last night. Thanks for dropping me off at work. I noticed your energy was kind of off, though. So if there's anything that you'd like to talk about, you know, like, what's, what's up? And so he brings up this guy. He's like, I just find it weird that some guy is calling you at four in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) 
and you know you're just laughing on the phone at four in the morning and I'm like next to you and da 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 so he was upset and so I send him paragraphs like I like I met this guy months ago like oh and I see now that it was over explaining which is a thing that I do mm. but I literally like laid out this is how I met this guy this is da 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 this is what happened at the event i think he got my number from this guy like literally spell it out so that there's no like let me reassure you and i found it like interesting like okay i didn't know that you'd feel this upset like it, in my head i'm just thinking he's always seemed so oblivious you know in terms of like expressing feelings or even just like having feelings so it was interesting to me but I explained it I explained it I was very clear and he was like okay great thanks for the explanation I think I'm still feeling some type of way but you know let me just like sleep on it calm down but thanks for explaining I've always thought that I wasn't good at communication but in hindsight I see that we still would communicate about certain things if either one of us could see that okay something is off but then there was still other things that even after we've communicated or after I've communicated it would maybe be handled once like his female friend and then never again the same things would continue we we would go for things together but then not be together and i started to be not okay with it but i got used to it you know though you can you can have a wound that hurts and then you get used to just having that wound it's not healing but you've you've learned to live your life Ooh. with it mm. but i didn't recognize just how much it was affecting my confidence because it started to shape my world view of myself with regards to people outside of us mhm so i'd tell myself ai hey, waithera you deal with yourself you're the one who's insecure you know what i mean and i i think in hindsight i start to see how i would then start to kind of be very anxious about my relationships with people with mutual friends sometimes they would because again like i said our mutual friends were in the same creative space so they would collaborate on something and i wouldn't be included and so i even started to think hi yeah kumbe my friends also just didn't think i was good at this thing and that started to hurt and so i became terribly self-conscious and i would pull away from certain friendships or get super anxious about them that it would manifest or translate as hey why there come down because i i would even start getting anxious if somebody didn't call me back or didn't mm. respond to my message or i find out that some people in a whatsapp group that i wasn't included in maybe it just wasn't relevant to me but for me it just was like telling me people people don't value you <sighs> like the people pleasing kicked in yeah you know so okay how can i show them that i'm cool that i support that i'm there like i'm ready to what do you need like i'm just like overextending myself to people so i'm creating a lot of hurt in my life like i'm just it felt like i'm just digging deeper into myself with a knife because all the thoughts that i'm thinking about people and how they see me 
is based on, okay, if they didn't do this and I did this, it means that they don't value me. And I was in a lot of pain. I was in a lot of pain. But people weren't seeing that. They were just seeing Waithera still being bubbly, um, still pursuing her creative interests and supporting all these people. Like I was also supporting a lot of people outside of my friend group, mm. genuinely because I wanted to. But I just started to not feel seen at all. At the end of that year, like we've had a good year though. Like we're still hanging out. We're still kicking it. At this point, you know, he's away. I clean his apartment. His trouser is torn. I'll sew it. Wow. <laughs> he, he, he needed to travel, you know, he didn't have time to drop his car off at his mom, so I'll take the car to his mom's. Bless you. When he comes back, he'll find fuel. Wow. Oh, my God. I want to date you. Come sew my clothes and fill up my tank. Oh, my gosh. Clean my house. <laughs> <laughs> His elect has been disconnected. I no. Out. Oh, like, my days. And then it got to a point also, like at the time, you know, I really respected him because he really was passionate about his work. But, you know, he was still at a point where the success wasn't coming just yet. So at some point, you know, he'd ask me for money for this or we need to go somewhere and I'd buy the tickets. And at this time, it's also like me still trying to prove myself to this person. Like way back when you didn't think I was talented enough. Mm. Way back when, you know, like years that's, where, ago. That's, what, that's what it was rooted in. Mm-hmm. Mm. But how can I show you that I can be a good enough girlfriend a good enough partner a good enough somebody to be by your side that is good enough for you to be seen with like I started feeling like I'm constantly trying to prove myself to this person and I even remember like with his friend his female friend she's really accomplished um, very smart an amazing human being and I remember one time she had invited us to a dinner and I didn't know what the dinner was about. So I was excited. I was like, oh, finally, like, you know, she's starting to see me too. And I get to this dinner. He doesn't show up. He's like, oh, I can't make it. And Kumbe, it's a fundraising dinner for an organization that she was supporting, um, I think, to take kids to school or something. And this dinner is just full of other accomplished people. Who are all the people, you know? Me, I'm still also like, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not like wildly successful or like really wealthy, but I'm just here feeling intimidated, mm. you know, because she's so dope. And then she's able to get like, you a prince from where? Sidri, head of which organization? I, like, I remember feeling so intimidated. And then she starts talking about the, like, why we're here at this dinner. And I'm just like, guy. oh my god and then people now start pledging how much they're going to like donate 100,000 50,000 me I'm just in my head like oh oh, me I can I can 2k yeah but I'm not gonna 2k when people are 100 g's 50 g's 30 g's so I remember pledging 20k Oh my, oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> which i had like i had it 
I could afford it, but it was a hit. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I was so disappointed that he wasn't there. I'm like, wow, it feels like I was abandoned. Did he know that this is what it is and he knew not to come? Because oh, yeah. And then he didn't tell me. And here I am. But I remember just thinking, okay, maybe he'll see. Yeah, he'll see that you contributed and you're also so dope and you're yeah. so wonderful. Oh my gosh, man. Thanks, my bitch. Maybe, maybe he can also like respect me, Kidogo. Like, yeah. But it didn't feel like anything meaningful to him. And also after that donation, like after the pledge, I think she only reached out to just be like, hey, you can send to here. I, I never heard like progress or anything mm. again after that. And I just felt, I remember feeling so, wow, I'm still invisible. I remember a good friend of his, um, who he talked about quite a bit. She didn't live here. She lived abroad at the time, but she was coming back to Africa and he wanted to go see her. And she invited the both of us to go see her. She lived out of like another African country. And I remember he really wanted to and I wanted to meet her because also at this time anybody anybody Kwanzaa female that he would talk about I'm just like studying them to mm. see like what makes them cool yeah like can I match up I felt so inferior to everybody that mm. kind of like he would speak highly of and he's like yeah I really want to go but I don't think I can afford it and I was like it's easy I'll buy the tickets we'll go he's like oh cool I'll pay you back and I buy the tickets he missed the flight oh no and at the time, it wasn't, I mean, he could he could get the next flight. So it wasn't like a loss in terms of the money. It was just adding a little bit more. But for me, I remember just being hurt. Like, I, like this was like, for me, I was thinking it's like our trip together, you know, and we didn't even get to travel together. And then I got there before him. And I'm there now with his friend and her friends who are so cool, so confident. So I'm also feeling a little inferior still. We go out. It's fine. It was cool. She's cool. It was great hanging out with her. He finally joins us. And I just remember still feeling so inferior. He still wasn't seeing me. Then I remember when we were there, um, a friend, I guess his friend had managed to score him an interview at this station that was like both radio, it was like podcast, but also video. So they had a YouTube channel. And I remember we went, so just me and him. And then we get there and the guys there were so excited to see me. And they asked to interview me first. Wow. And I just remember feeling like guy, 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 guy. And I guess I was projecting um, my like fear. Like I was so, I didn't want to make him upset. I didn't want to make him feel some type of way. Like we came here for you to be interviewed and now they're excited to interview me too. And they want to interview me first. And it felt like his energy changed. And I was like, crap. This was all about him, like me supporting him. At this point, I was just very firmly like, how can I support this man? How can I show him that I'm a ride or die? And I'm here to like elevate him. At this point, it felt like I'd even like put aside my dreams, my own personal goals for myself. The work that I was doing, I was enjoying it, but I was still thinking, how can I support this person? So I remember leaving that country just feeling like, guy. And we, we, 
ended you, did, up, you did the interview. I did the interview, mm-hmm. yes. And it was published. I remember I didn't even share it when it was because I didn't want to feel like I've over like I came mm. and took over this thing. I remember we decided to extend our stay and you know he, I he was just like I'm going to need to borrow some money and I was like cool it's fine don't worry. But another thing that started happening was he, there'd be small things here and there and he'd say oh can I borrow this or can you do this and I'll pay you back I'll pay you back. And I, I wasn't like writing down all these things but he would always say I'll pay you back and I trusted that he would right so it was just of course I'm going to of course I'm not the richest I don't have millions in my account some of it is like it's painful to like but I'll do it I'll do it if I can I will help out support and I know you'll pay me back we came back to the country um and then we were still hanging out but clearly I was not happy right but not happy because of I like I still wanted to prove myself to him. I remember I was doing this great big project. And there was a way in which I was doing it that he said, "Oh, I would never do that." Like, "Oh, that's cool, but I'd never do that." And I kind of took it as, "I what do you mean?" Like, so it's it's we we're doing the same thing, but you would never do it the way I'm doing it because you're better than me. That's how I took it, you know, and he probably was just like flippantly saying it. And I remember inviting him and he came through. I remember thinking, this guy didn't even share about my stuff. Me meanwhile, I have broadcast lists whenever he's doing something, whenever he has a project. But I, I at this point I wasn't even bringing this up to him anymore. I was just like, why did I see it's you who's insecure? Oh, you made it a you problem. Yeah, see, it's you who wants to prove yourself to him. Him, he didn't have to prove himself to you. I remember he came for this thing that I did, and the way, like afterwards, he was like, "Oh, that was dope. You were good." Like who he was and how he, you know, how like before, I knew he was also kind of nonchalant and not as expressive. But mm. now it became a thing that if he's not expressive, it's a dig at me. So cut to the end of this year. We end up going to the coast with another mutual another friend of his who's female. Her friend had come in from South Africa and we all went to the coast for New Year's. So we're all hanging out. But this chick from SA is flirting. 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 With and him. she's really flirting with him. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where it was making me uncomfortable. But I can't openly be like hey this is making me uncomfortable because also we're not like openly but we're there together and we came back from that i remember just feeling so ugh, icky like this feels so weird why are they doing this in front of me but of course i feign like i'm cool cindy i'm also trying to be the cool not emotional not clingy no drama mm. you know it's all in my head then the year starts um <laughs> we're all like hanging out uh this chick is still in the country i'm still thinking we're cool but then now it just starts to feel really weird like he feels distant and i remember bringing up bringing it up with him yo i'm not trying to ruffle any feathers but this feels something feels off and he's like no i'm just busy 
work, you know, I'm preparing for this thing. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool. But it just felt off. And I remember one day we were planning, I'd asked him if we could do dinner. And he postponed it. He's like, oh, I'm not available. Can We were supposed to do it this one day. Then he's like, okay, I'm not going to make it today. Can we do it tomorrow? And the day he said that he couldn't do it, I remember feeling so anxious. You know, just that gut feeling that Aki something is up to the point of shaking. And I remember almost panicking. And I'm like, is everything okay? He's like, yeah, I'm just working on this thing. I was like, okay. So tomorrow it is. We link up the next day for dinner. We go for dinner. We chat. We go back to my place. We hook up. And then the next morning... He says to me, you know how I said how no matter what, um, I always want us to be cool. And I remember starting to feel that thing again. Mm. And I'm like, uh-huh. It's like, um, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I remember just thinking, what? And he's like, yeah, I, I think I, I, I've been kicking it with, somebody else and I think I'm feeling things and I think if I'm feeling things for somebody else it must mean I don't love you. Were you in love with him? Of course. I remember when he said that that he is feeling attracted to somebody else and might be feeling things for somebody else so it must mean he doesn't feel the same way about me. And I remember thinking this is the dumbest thing anyone could say because just because you're with somebody doesn't mean you'll never be attracted to other people. You know, like, I've been attracted. I've, of course, I've, I've, people have flirted with me and I've thought, oh, that's like, you're cute or whatever. But you choose the person that you want to be with. And I just remember thinking, what? I told him, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, sour, then leave. And as soon as he left, I remember breaking down. I cried. I cried. I called two of my friends and one of them, she just like stayed on the phone with me as I cried and the other one was just like, come over. So I went over to my friend's house. I spent the weekend there crying, crying. I cried. It was really painful. And then one day I was maybe a month later, there's somebody said something on Twitter about guys like him or guys from his tribe or something. And I remember responding and like just, ha, ha, ha. But I'd, I'd been with guys from other guys from his tribe before. Mm-hmm. So it was, I, he wasn't even top of mind when I was responding to this tweet. But he sees the tweet and then he sends it to me. And he's like, almost like, oh, I didn't think you were this kind of person. And I remember being so mad, mad. Because here I am trying to heal from this guy. Ah, in fact, even before all this happened. So after he breaks up with me because of this chick from South Africa who's been flirting with him that he's not feeling things for, I remember that weekend, a couple of days later, being at this Sunday afternoon event. And this chick and her friend, who is also his mutual friend, mm-hmm. are there. And so we're hanging out. This is without him. Just without just him. Just the girls, yeah. This is literally like two, three days after he's broken up with me. Mm. So we're hanging out. Of course, I'm still dealing with this thing. But, you know, I'm also like there to support a friend who is hosting this thing. So I see them. We're sitting at the same table. We're hanging out. We're talking. And then this chick, I guess she didn't know 
if me and him were seeing each other because also I'm pretty sure she did. Okay. But then I just mentioned that, you know, we've just broken up. I'm going through a breakup, so like I'm really not in a good space. So she tells me about this poem by Frida Kahlo. She tells me she's going to send me the whole poem um on Instagram or something. And then she says, "Actually, I have it on my phone. Here, put your number on my phone and then WhatsApp it to yourself." So I take her phone and I do something that I've like I don't do this, but I go into her WhatsApp where she said to save my number so that I send it to myself and I go look for his name to see their messages to each other. And I go and start reading their messages and they're quite flirty, quite. I even saw mention of uh pussy mm. something. And I was just like, what these people have even had sex? I remember just flipping in my head. I gave her back her phone and I was like, look, um I'm just going to let you know that I went into your WhatsApp and I opened your messages between you and JP and I've read this. Can you tell me if you guys are sleeping together? And he's like, and she she's like, oh girl, no. We're just like I'm flirting. This is just how I speak. Oh, did she know that you were talking about your breakup was with JP or you hadn't mentioned? I hadn't mentioned, but I think she'd figured it out. Right, right. So when I told her, yeah, I've gone into your messages and I've looked up your messages with JP and I've read them. Can you tell me what this means? Have you guys slept together? And she's like, "Girl, no. This is just how I talk. Like when I say get off my pussy, I'm just saying like get off my dick." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At that time though, because I was so like insecure, you are you are you were wired. You were I don't know what I could call it, but like yeah, you were just raw. That emotional reaction that I was feeling right there, you know, to the point where I'm like, I'm going to tell her straight. Yeah, I've gone into your messages. Yeah, that's like, bold. Like, what is this? So she's like, no, I'm just really flirty. In fact, I've been flirting with you too. Don't wow! you remember that? Plot yeah. twist. You guys. So she said, even the night, because I met her even before, like, we hung out, all of us. So she's like, you remember even that night, that day when we were out here, I was flirting with you. But me, of course, I... I'm noticing anybody flirting with me because I'm so wildly in love with this guy. And then she's like, "Look, girl, come." So we get up. So just to be clear, sexual orientation, your sexual orientation? Oh, I'm straight. Oh, okay. So she'd been flirting with me. I hadn't even he hadn't, realized he hadn't it. Hadn't clocked it. No, but she's basically what she was saying is that she's super flirty mm. and she flirts with everybody including you including me <laughs> but i hadn't noticed it because yeah. of course i'm not even like my frequency is not there yeah 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 you know and also i cuz i she's like girl come so she took me aside and we sort of walked away from where everything was happening and she just like talks to me and she's like look girl i've been celibate for the last 9 months this is my story I went through a heartbreak so I'm not even looking to be with anybody. Um I'm flirty. You know, this dude is cool. We've all been having a good time. I'm sorry if it made you uncomfortable, but it wasn't clear if you guys were together, but I'm just flirty with everybody. And I recognize now that in my insecurity, it just felt to me like everybody was cooler than me. Mm. Everybody was more interesting than me. It doesn't even if I a fly came to start flirting with him he'd find the fly more interesting than me mm. and but she kind of just also was like but girl like this is not if this guy is like nah you're so much more than this like you'll be fine 
Like I like that she did that. No, she was really she gave cool. you yeah, she, I think she gave you something that you'd really been needing especially from her because she was a point of insecurity for you. Yeah, she did it give you what did that do for you? That conversation really helped me put things into perspective because one it helped to calm me down because in my head I'd already gone into these guys have slept together. He's been cheating on me. This chick also like how dare she da 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 da. da. But you know it gave me perspective as well like it's fine i'll be okay even how she's telling me he's he's not even my type like there's no way like i wouldn't go there like da 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 in my head i'm thinking this guy has broken up with me for somebody who's not even into him mm. just because she's flirting it's fine even him he can't stay <laughs> um but yeah like i'm so glad she had that conversation with me because i needed that and i was very after that i was I felt stronger, like my healing, I'd be stronger in my healing. Um and I didn't have to deal with a betrayal like to mm. the point of like they slept together. Mm. Cut to now this day the Twitter conversation is happening and he de- he sends me this tweet like oh, I didn't think, you know, this is where we're at or this is this is what you're doing now. And I remember being upset because I was like it's been maybe a month or so and I've been on my healing journey. I'm doing fine. I'm not even thinking about you. How dare you think that I'm just here like subtweeting you? You're not on my mind. I remember calling him and being like, "Are you serious? Are you serious? Really? How dare you? Who the hell do you think you are?" Like I remember going off on him. I was so upset. So upset. And that was something I could never have done before, like to even show him that I'm upset. Whenever I'd be upset, I'd go home, switch off my phone, self-soothe, and then when I'm ready, I'm the cool chick who doesn't have drama. But this day I feel like every single like piece of anger that yeah. I'd held on to, the oh. hurt, like it all came out today. You've just triggered me because I remember I've just remembered a similar situation where I was dating somebody who was also very non-expressive. Um towards his feelings towards me. I know this is your episode, but I just got to say this. It's okay. Bra, women oh. it's trigger. Oh my god, like 3 years of just me also trying to prove myself. Like I'm lovable too, I'm cool enough too. We had a huge age gap, but the you know, so the women he talked to are more accomplished and more polished than me. I'm just this nyangareka in her 20s. <laughs> oh my days. And then when I found out that he was sleeping with somebody who had the same name as me. <laughs> So I was like no wonder you would call you'd, you'd call both of us it's like it doesn't you know you can accidentally say oh oops so there oops oh my gosh and I, I called him that night because my cousin's son who told me even me I was kept a secret oh my god like I've just remembered I completely forgot about this this was this was like years 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 ago oh, yeah yes. we know so even my cousins didn't know I was dating him even though he was my cousin's friend that's mm. how I met him and we were together for three years and then he was dating this babe Wait, I saw him with and then kido kido go. I didn't know they were dating. So for my cousin to tell me, "Oh yeah, but then, you know he's been dating this person. I think this is the person he's going to marry." Let me tell you. I called this man. I used to be scared of him. I was so respectful and he would always be so cold about his feelings towards me. Girl, I went off and I caused and I was like, I cast this like because he was also a bit religious. So I, to, I was like, I cast your relationship with God, you never find peace. Like I was so mad. and he was like please take that back and i'm like oh so for you to actually be nice to me i have to get this level of crazy mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i remember that oh wow yeah 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 i went through the exact same thing where i was trying to prove myself 
and yeah, I went off with somebody. God, because it's, it's and I also did the thing. So you see, you're talking about going. He's the only person. Never happened before. Never happened after mm-hmm. that. I went through his phone. Mm-hmm. He had those old Nokia's, mm-hmm. and I I went through it, and I went to that chick's name. Right, to see how what they talk about and. I, I was seeing how he's so soft with her. Like, oh, get well soon. Oh, I miss you. And I'm like, you mean you have the capacity mm. to show love? So it's mm. you not showing it to me is a decision? Yo, Yo yeah. Oh, girl, I completely forgot about this relationship. But it, yeah, trigger. <laughs> so then what happened after? You call him and he, you go off. I go off. And then he just goes like, can we meet up and talk? Because clearly we have some stuff to talk about. Mm. And I was like, sour. So that night, later that day, we we went to dinner um, to this restaurant that we both really liked. And we had a conversation. And I think now that was the conversation to be like, the conversation that we didn't have. Because the last time we spoke was just, if I have feelings for somebody else and I must not love you. Mm. So now we talked and kind of like went through, you know, yeah, stuff. And then after that, it was like, cool, thanks. It was good to talk. Yeah, I wish you well. I'm always rooting for you. Da, 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 da. Easy. I think the next time we spoke, a friend of mine was living abroad. She was not, she was going through something and he was traveling there. So I just, you know, asked him to reach out, check in on her. She's not okay. Um, and I think she just needs somebody that she knows from back home. Yeah. So, you know, and then we kept in touch like that, just like it was now, hey, homie, hope you're cool. Then I started, that year I'd started working for an agency that kind of was like, you know, my, my, my purpose there was to also use my connections and my networks for this agency to sort of like get all these people on board. Mm. So we then, you know, he was one of the people who the agency really wanted. And so we would talk work-wise um so we kept in touch but i remember making a decision to do the work to get over him so that we could still be friends because one thing i recognized is that i still valued our friendship from before so if i can get over the hurt there then we can still carry on a friendship and an adoration of his work and genius from a genuine place Mm. And I think one of the things I did was, and I remember being so conscious about this, the way I loved this guy, I have to love myself in the same way. I don't think wow. I ever have. Yeah. So I would, you know how like when you, you're getting through something or you're getting over somebody, but you see something and it reminds you of them. Or like I was still in this, I'm a very good gifter. And so I said, anytime I see something that I think he would like, I need to find something that I like and buy for myself. Nice. I like that strategy. Yeah. I started to not just redirect the ways in which I loved him Mm. to me. To you. Because I recognized that that was something that was lacking. That I didn't really love myself in the way that I loved others. Mm -hmm. And especially him. And that was such a big lesson for me. So that year, I really focused on myself. Really focused on myself. I was like, mimi nitakuwa pekeangu. And then I ended up, I was celibate for about a year and a half. And I just, and it's because a friend of mine, the one who I went to her house to cry, because she's the one who'd say, come over. So every time I was going through pain or heartbreak, she'd say, come over. She asked me, Waithira, have 
you ever actually gotten over a relationship by yourself and just stayed by yourself? And I had to like really reflect and was like, oh, actually, no, I always kind of just like go through this hurt and then to avoid it, jump into the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I, find my, there's a guy I used to call the full stop. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I used to do that as well. I had mm. to stop. Yeah. Because it was just never ending. You you don't heal. It's always, it's a carry forward, carry mm-hmm. forward. And the, whatever you carry forward the, by the fifth time, it's so much. So but even by the time you find somebody happy, it's filled with so much mush because you're like, do you actually even love me? Mm-hmm. Do you, you can't see it when it's, you can't see a good thing coming. Yeah. Mm. If you're not healing from all these no. like hurts. Yeah, yeah. My friend who was living abroad, she comes back and she's like, hey, yo, this guy came. We were hanging out. This is months later. So he traveled back. And we'd been talking now when he was there. And just those ones of, oh, what are you up to? Oh, have fun. Enjoy whatever you're working on. So she comes back and she's like, we're hanging out. And she says, eh, this dude. So we hung out. And he told me he made a mistake. And that he really loves you. And he misses you. And I was like, what? You mean? That is interesting. I haven't heard it from him, so, but that's that's interesting. And she's like, no, I think he's he's really had a change of heart, and he feels like he made a mistake, and he wants to revisit things with you. And I remember just being like, wow, okay, that's interesting, but I'm just not there. So I didn't even ask him. I didn't even say anything. I was just like, whatever sense of friendship or whatever that we have, let it just maintain. And, you know, we go into the new year, we're talking sporadically every couple of months. Then sometimes we'll talk every day for a while, but it, was, it wasn't romantic stuff. And then every once in a while he'd be like, hey, by the way, I'm so sorry for ever hurting you. You know, he'd apologize, but then no deep conversation, nothing of that sort. Then his birthday, which was... His birthday comes up. I'd always send happy birthday. And I think he was by himself that day. And he just, he'd been drinking. And he just opens up. And he's just like, yo, um, can I just be open? No ego. I'm so sorry. And he just like, is so vulnerable. And just talking about how I had my best friend in my life riding for me. And I didn't see it. And I didn't know how to love you. I was blind. I feel like I'm dead inside. Like I have a Waithera shaped hole in my heart. Like I'm just, I, I really messed up. If I, could, if I could go back in time, I would do things different. I'm so sorry. Like he's so open and apologetic that it, it kind of shocked me. Because this was not the JP that I, I knew. And I almost didn't even know how to respond to what he was saying. And he's literally just like pouring his heart out in messages, like just going. And I'm like, yo, it's okay. No, we're okay. It's fine. It's okay. It's like, I love you so much. Yeah, I love you too. Like loving you was, was such a beautiful thing for me. But I think, you know, we, it, was, it was what it was, but we've learned from it. We've grown from it. And he's really like, so vulnerable and i remember just telling him thank you for thank you for telling me this and and then i went on to say look 
loving you was one of the best experiences of my life. Even though there was a lot of pain there as well. But it's something I will never forget. And I will always value it because I learned so much from it. And I loved how I loved you. I loved how I showed up for you. But it's taken a lot of work. I had to do a lot of work to get over that pain so that I could still be friends with you. So I don't know if I'm there anymore. But I appreciate you sharing this with me. And, you know, like, we can, we're friends. We can still be friends. It's like, all I, all that's missing from my birthday is a hug from you. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let's link up tomorrow. But I just remembered being very shocked at this new, different person. So different. And him acknowledging the ways in which he saw that he, he really just said the timing was so off. It was like, I wish we hadn't, had that then because if we did now I'm so different he even said people are going to find it so so easy to love me in the future because I'm I've softened up I'm not as hard as I used to be I just had a lot of growing up to do I had a lot of learning to do and I really appreciated it but I felt so sad because I also felt like yo the the timing was so off because now I wasn't there anymore and I told him I feel like I hardened myself because I just didn't want to experience that pain and hurt anymore and with anybody in the future. So he says he was hard and he's soft now and I was like, yeah, I was very soft, but now I'm just hard. And we had a couple of conversations after that and I remember him just saying, you know, can we try this? And I was like, I'm not the person that you miss. I know you say you miss me, but I have boundaries now, you know. I'm not that person who's just going to try and prove themselves to you. I had to learn how to love myself the way I loved you. So there's things that I'm, I'm just not going to stand for anymore. So I think you miss somebody that doesn't exist mm. anymore. That's, that's really how I felt. And I was like, it, it, it's just not going to be what you envision, you know? And he was like, cool. And I think after that, we kind of had a semblance of a friendship checking in on each other and jokes and memes and stuff. Um, but I just kind of felt sad that I'm never going to be with this guy or whatever it is that he wants. I'm not going to be able to give it to him. The next year starts and then I'm on this flight from South Africa. And I thought the plane was going to crash. I genuinely thought this plane was not going to make it back to Nairobi. There was a technical issue that had come up. There was juice smoke in the engines. Me, I panicked. Mid-flight? Yes. Oh, God. And then, so we had a stopover in Harare. The plane was being fixed. So as we stopped over in Harare, I'm just like panicking. But I can't start telling my family, I think the plane has a problem. We're not going to make it. Because my family will just make fun. They're just, they'll make fun. They'll make fun of me. They'll make fun. And you know what I was thinking? I was like, they, they'll make fun. And then if the plane doesn't make it, they'll feel like crap. They'll feel like crap because they were making, and I didn't want them to experience that. So I was like, I'm not going to tell my fam. So who am I going <laughs> to speak to? So it's him that I reach out to. So I'm talking to him on WhatsApp. I'm like, yo, homie, me, I think this is it. This this thing is not going to make it. Meanwhile, it's being fixed, but I'm just like, this because I'd also had some anxiety around flying for since that plane disappeared. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And it, there was a time when the work I was doing, I would just get a lot of news about planes that would crash. Mm. Some of it wouldn't make it to mainstream news. So I just knew that it's a common thing. Right. And then I've known people, like personally, who've died in plane crashes. So for me, it was oh, a no. thing. It wasn't like something you just see in the movies or on the news. Like a family member, former schoolmate, friend's dad. Like I knew people who had also, like it was, it, for me, it was a thing. So I'm just telling him, yo, thank you for your friendship. Uh, we had a beautiful thing. Please tell my family. Please tell my family I love them. But like I didn't tell them because I didn't want them to go through this. He's just there joking. I'm like, my bank account is this bank. He's like, to my pin. I'm like, stop joking. <laughs> I'm telling him, if if you have children, please just name one of them after me. You know, like me, I'm panicking. But he's also making me laugh, Kiasi. Then the plane takes off to now come to Nairobi from Harare. On that flight now, I'm just thinking, Yanni, I've been celibate for a year and a half. I've wasted my prime. I could have been having the best sex of my life. It's just like... I'm going to die, like, having not even enjoyed that. You know, they say, like, in your 30s, it just gets better. Then I started thinking about, like, us guys, me and him. Yeah. And how it had been so great. So now going through messages, you know, like, the messages we used to send each other when we were still, like, hooking up. And I'm just like, I keep, I've wasted. I've just been wasting, wasting, wasting time. I could have been having the best sex of my life. The plane made it. As soon as we landed... I just sent him a message. Uko. I was like, celibacy Imeisha. Where are you? And he's like, I'm I'm at home. I'm like, I'm dropping off my suitcase and I'm coming to your house. Like, I'm done. It has played its part. I've learned what I needed to learn from it. It's going down. And I go to his house. And it just wasn't what I was expecting. Mm. Because we're in such different places. Me, I'm there for sex. Him, he's there, like, so happy that I'm there. I've missed you so much. He's, like, for him, it's such an emotional connection. And for me, I'm just there to, like, I almost died. I want to go back. (laughs) I want to feel what you made. I want to feel like I'm on another plane. I mean, not, not, no pun intended, (laughs) but, you know, like a spiritual plane. The thing you said earlier. (laughs) If you get it, you get it. And so you see there's a disconnect here? Yeah. So now he's being vulnerable. He's holding me. I'm just getting irritated. Like, I, uh-uh, I'm i not here to make love. I'm here to fuck. In the morning, I'm just like, I, I need to get out of here. Him is trying to hug me, but he could notice that I'm just off. And he even asked, am I bugging you? And I remember we got into a fight. And it was a big fight. And I left. And then after that, anytime we would try to talk, it's like our wires were just crossed. We're not getting each other. So it would become a fight. And he would keep saying, it feels like you're not hearing me. And I'm like, it feels like you're not seeing me, you know? So everything just felt like we were misunderstanding each other. But I guess it's because there are a lot of wounds now that are here. They've spread, like now they're glaring. And even in trying to talk about this or that, it's just there's a wound in the way. And that would be the, the source of our fights, Right. So we're fighting. This is now like <laughs> we would fight so much to the point where it's like I can't like we're not. It's just annoying. I can't do this. Like it's just tenuous trying to have a conversation with you. And then I, I think at some point he unfollowed me. I remember getting mad about that. So now you've made a decision to unfollow me. I guess that's a concept. Like, you know, it's just mm. everything was a thing. 
And so we didn't talk for a while. A few months later, a friend of mine and I had kind of like drifted apart. And I never knew why. And then one day she sends me a message and she's like, hey, um, I hope you've been well. I know it's been a while since we spoke. But because we're friends, I thought it would be important that you hear this from me. Me and JP are dating. And I remember just being like, oh, that explains why she's been distant. So I was like, oh, that's okay. I'm good. I'm, I'm so happy for you guys. You know, you're both cool people. I'm, I'm c- completely okay with it. I have no issue with it. Because at this point, see, I don't have feelings for him. Like I got over him. We haven't spoken in a while. Yeah. Yeah, we're not friends anymore, really, but it's fine. But for me, I'm just thinking, by the way, sisters over me stars, always. So I was like, can I call you? So she's like, cool. Yeah, I'm driving, but let me get somewhere then we'll speak. So she calls back and I'm like, yo, look, I have no issue with this whatsoever. Like, I'm totally cool with it. You guys are both dope. But is this the reason why you've been distant? And she's like, no, actually, no, she explained something else. And I was like, oh, that's a misunderstanding. This is what happened. Like, it was really a misunderstanding, at least from my point of view. And I explained to her, oh, you thought this, but this is actually how it went. But are we cool now? Can we be friends? Because I really value you as a friend. And she's like, yeah, I guess. We've never spoken since. Ever. Ever. And I was like, wow. I wonder if for her it was just more important to be with this guy and our friendship doesn't matter anymore. And I remember feeling some type of way about it after. Like when I realized, Yanni, she, that friendship didn't really mean much to her, huh? I was like, anyway, it's cool. It's her prerogative. If if she feels, it's fine. It's cool. And um, since then, him and I have reconnected, but from a point of trying to rebuild our, fl- our friendship, right? And we've had conversations where we've really been open and vulnerable with each other with regards to our relationship and rebuilding our friendship but also in a way that does not cross the boundaries of their relationship, right? Because even though her and I don't speak anymore, I still respect, you know, relationships, whether he's my ex friend that I have friends who've dated my exes and that kind of thing. But in trying to rebuild our friendship, we've been very open and vulnerable with each other about the pain and the wounds that we inflicted upon each other. We've kind of like owned up to the parts in which we played in causing pain to each other. We've spoken about how we've grown and how I'm able to see things from his perspective. He's told me that at the time he was so full of his sense of self that the way he saw the world was from his perspective and his perspective only. And so he didn't even know how certain actions would hurt me. And that has helped me because in my head, I was thinking he's doing things knowing he's hurting me and not caring. Mm. And so I inflicted pain on myself based on expectations I had on others to give me my sense of self. So I had no sense of self and he had a very strong sense of self. And that, of course, would cause friction. But now we're at a point where it's a beautiful friendship. He's more open and vulnerable. He's grown. He's 
an amazing human being. And I see that he's always been an amazing human being, but he just had growth to do. And so did I. The perspective is such a wonderful like thing to have. Now, I see the ways in which I've grown so much, the ways in which this person has played such a big role in who I've become. You know, like there's no blame there. I think for a while there, there was resentment, lots of resentment, lots of resentment. But it's kind of past. I'm slowly rebuilding my confidence. It's something that it's a work in progress. I'm not quite where I used to be. It's not many times you get you get to resolve something with somebody from your past where there was a lot of pain. And to get somebody kind of just acknowledge the ways in which they fell short in a way that also allows you to acknowledge the way how you know I fell short as well. How you contributed. Yeah. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I'm also very like careful with his current relationship, right? Because yeah, I'd, I'd want us to still be friends, but I, you know, I respect their relationship. I respect that they have something beautiful. I feel like we're we're so grown mm. now. Yeah. Yeah. 15 years of friend love and friendship. Imagine. Having now come out on the other side of this where you're friends with this person and you have a respectful distance, respecting his relationship, you're grown, you're healed. What lessons or what elements or learnings from this relationship with JP do you carry into your, or have you carried into your future um, relationships or relationships after that? Or your personal development, you as a person? I think uh, I value myself more before... You see, I put his needs, all his needs before mine. So I've learned to value myself, to be kind to myself, to respect myself, and to learn that it's communicating your needs doesn't mean you're needy. Being angry is not a bad thing. Having emotions is part of the human experience. But I'm not responsible for somebody else's emotions. I'm responsible for mine. This is the basis for healthy relationships where you're interdependent, not codependent. And so that shift means that when I'm expressing my needs and expressing my boundaries, it's, I'm not being selfish or needy or clingy. I'm being a human being. No. Is it better to have loved and lost? than never to have loved at all? Ah, Mimi, I think I was put on this planet to love. (laughs) To love. It's better to have loved. Oh, my goodness. It's better to have loved a hundred times over, a million times over. I choose love over anything. Like, I'm always open to love. That's something that my friends say about me. Like, it doesn't matter how many times I've gone through heartbreak. Like, I'm always open to love. I'm going to say... I think I forgot to say this. He paid me back, you know, for like all the times he paid me back because I knew he would and he said he would. He stood by his word. But I'm so grateful for this person because, hey, I learned so much. I've been hurt a thousand times. But I still believe him. Woo! Thank you so much, Waitera, for sharing your story. I really, 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 really appreciate your presence on this podcast. Thank you. You are a beautiful storyteller, and I'm just 
feeling so many things today at the end of this episode because I've related on you with you on mm. so many levels. Even before we came on the mic, we mm. were talking and I was just like, Mimi Nina relates. Mm. That's actually one of the reasons I started this podcast. Yeah. Inspired by break, breakdowns of my previous relationships mm. and thinking, I wish I didn't go through that. Then I'm like, actually, if I didn't, mm. I wouldn't know what I know now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is such a beautiful podcast. Like it's just so wow. Coming on here caused me to sort of reflect, do my homework. And I'm in such a good place with this person. So thank you. Thank you. If you have liked this episode, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. You can also share this podcast with a friend or two and follow us on our Instagram at so this is love underscore podcast. If you would like to be a part of this podcast, you can also reach us via direct message on our Instagram. This is Jules. See you next time.